Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles Podcast is starting real soon. Welcome to Puddles with Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. Garbage Face, a.k.a. Old Gray Balls, a.k.a. Twelve Falls, a.k.a. Uh, um, Dog Whisper, a.k.a. TCAKA. Did you say Whisper? Whisper? Huh? Whisper? Lisper with an L. Oh. We got a hot one. She's already coming in hot. Already making fun of my lisp. This is the thing that I'm annoyed with, okay? I make fun of my lisp already. So when you do it, you're just, it's not creative anymore. You're just adding on to my joke. It's so uncreative that it becomes creative. Yeah, I can see that, actually. (laughs) Are you going to serenade me? What am I doing on here? Is there anything better than an argument where the other person argues and then they just go, yeah, I guess I guess you see what happened to me last night. I was FaceTiming. Oh, Hannah Burner from Summer House, by the way, the shitty show that no one should watch, but she was pretty big this year. It was all you this year. Okay. Did I have the team on my back at some points, but it's a group effort. Second of all, that shitty show that you begged me every week to do a live so you could watch it because you said you wanted to, what is it called? Do a little review, but you really just wanted to watch it without feeling like a nerd watching it alone. So you're welcome. Third of all, I was FaceTiming this guy last night. And I'm doing this new thing where I'm just being myself. It's been pretty yeah. difficult, but it's taken me a long time. But I'm doing this thing where I, and he was like, uh, tennis isn't a real sport. And I and wrestling is like the hardest part. And I go, you know what? Tennis and wrestling are actually very similar because they're two people attacking each other. It's just more mental with tennis and physical with wrestling. And he goes, actually, you know, I could see that. And I was like, ah. Did you disagree with me? Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why have you now waited, uh, you know, 34 years to, to uh, finally be yourself? And you know how bad I hate, like, people that are just listening to this aren't going to understand how bad I hate when you drink wa- any kind of liquids. <laughs> and you're, like, leaning into that off the bat, and it's just like a power play, and I'm not happy about it. People no don't know one, all, all the subtle, um, what's it called, um, microaggressions happening between us. You, if you blink, you might miss one. But yeah, suck my dick. I'm going to drink orange juice of water if I feel like it. And you're going to watch it go through my buck-ass teeth and go down my little skinny neck. <laughs> uh, not, yeah, that little tiny neck of yours that used to be there. Um, so what... Why are you now deciding to be yourself? Like, what has changed? Okay, this is the problem with society. There's a lot of problems with society right now. However, girls are constantly taught, like, okay, you want a guy to like you, and but you don't want to be one of those crazy girls. You don't want to be annoying. You don't want to be too loud. You don't want to be um, too bossy. You don't want to be too controlling. You just hear all the negatives. So you, you convince yourself, like, when I'm a girlfriend, I'm going to be a cool girlfriend. But then you end up just not expressing anything because you just become a doormat. And in reality, you do not want to be a doormat because that's actually way less fun than being single. Is it harder to go from like, it's harder to go from like 
being a doormat and then showing who you are and then they're like who the fuck is this person that's yeah it's too late you can't it's too late what happens is you don't speak up about anything and you just keep it real deep right in your gut and then one day he's going to do something that seems insignificant but it's going to make you snap and that's why guys go around saying girls are crazy when realistically they've just been holding in some shit for a long time and they've been holding a lot of farts too so it brings a lot of tension together and then i just yell and fart and scream for about three hours and then he's like you can leave now and i'm like i will leave you don't tell me to leave i'll leave and then you text him how long after that (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually really i'm really good with exes you know me i'm good with exes like once i'm done i'm done there's nothing better than going i'm out of here (laughs) <laughs> nothing can stop me. Nothing. And I mean nothing. But if you blink or even look at me, I will stay for another six years. <laughs> don't you, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I am, I am not a doormat anymore. And then you just fart like uncomfortably. Like, <laughs> you still want me to stay? <laughs> no? <laughs> Fine. And then you just walk out going, yeah, it is like it's like a volcano. It's like it's just all like the the brain and the asshole is just Dude, combining. I love face FaceTime dates because I can fart at any time. Most dates end in a stomach ache for me. And most dates I'm pretty bloated by the time we're trying to hook up because I've been holding in so many farts that like if he were to just poke me in the belly button, it would just be a long Did I tell you I farted like a scary movie door? I farted on a guy going down on me once, British Dave. I didn't want to put names, but you pressured me. British Dave, I farted on his face. He couldn't get a boner for only like three hours and then he was fine and we went again. But my ba- great, my greatest fear happened and I'm here to tell the tale. Ladies, it's not that bad. You just have to own it. You just Can have you to tell do, me like, like exactly what happened? happened? Yeah, I was, I was, he went, he was going down. He was, was he like, actually you know, eating you out or was he on his way down and you got no, excited? he was eating me out and sometimes like when I try too hard to orgasm, sorry, mom and dad, they love listening to puddles. Anyway, when I try too hard to orgasm, I just start pushing in weird places. Like, you're just pushing. And I was pushing. I don't know why I was pushing. Anyway, I pushed and a fart hit him in the the eyeball. No, uh, it wouldn't have been the eyeball unless he was uniting on top. It was more in his mouth. It was his chin area. And it made a noise. Like, it wasn't like a sigh. It was like... So what did you do? Did you go, oh my God, I think there's a robber. I tr- look, there's t- <laughs> Is that a robber? I think there's a robber. And they're like, no, that was your asshole. I no. I've decided early on, you just have to own it because you can't live your life in lies. So what I do is in sex, there's two kinds of people. Either someone farts and you're just like, oh yeah, I just want your body and your natural fluids and your what? You just keep going. Or there's the one that has to stop and call you out on your shit. I think yeah, you don't do that. You don't call out. I mean, that's insanity. I wouldn't call, call out. I don't even call you out when we FaceTime and you blatantly fart during FaceTime. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. But you're not blowing me. I mean, there's a yeah. difference there. But there is something to it like, oh, you don't want me to have an orgasm? Well, 
then I won't, I have to fart a few times for you to satisfy me. Because if not, I'm going to be holding everything in, including my orgasm, including my love for you. And that's where I'm going to fuck your best friend. Because yes. you made me hold in and fart during sex. But you know who doesn't? Jeff. Because Jeff is dirty. <laughs> Jeff has a dirty dick. I brought diseases back to this bedroom because you didn't let me be me. I'm not a doormat anymore. And I will leave. I will leave if you don't stop me. For people listening who are like, oh my God, Hannah and Andrew, they're so immature. If you are really smart, you'll understand that farting is my metaphor for being myself. Farting is freeing. But also technically, like if you orgasm, girls can't orgasm not because you're not good at turning them on. It's because they don't feel comfortable enough to be free. I once had a guy tell me that my face got really red before I orgasm. Could never orgasm in front of him again. Yeah. And now everyone knows that my face gets red before I orgasm. I mean, you could just lower the lights, no? Yeah, but I like, sometimes I like, I want lights on. This is me. This is all of me. And let's, let's not be afraid of it. We are open. We're being ourselves. But there's a point where you're being yourself and then you go too far and you're actually self-sabotaging because if you <laughs> fart too much, then it's just disrespectful. And that's one thing I learned when I was 23. <laughs> there is something to like when it's when you're like, you want to see everything and it's like, so you have sex at like 2 PM in like the daylight with the like window, like, fr- like, like wide open sun in. you see all the hair, like the hairs, that you didn't were in the in the epidermis, not even in the derm. I'm talking under under hairs, under the hairs of the hairs. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we're so together. And then an hour later, you're like, why was that hair there? Like, I don't even understand. Like, I remember I had sex with a girl doggy style, and I was like, so that's what what's going on with a butthole? Like that? Like that's like a whole thing. Like that's it. And and she was self conscious. I didn't tell her that. I just dumped her. But. I, I had a guy tell me, it's funny because at the time he just said, hey, I like it when you like shave your butthole. And now, and I thought, I was like, okay, fine. But now I think it must have been a whole fucking thing. Like he must have yeah, been like, head about it. Been like, this girl's perfect, but her butthole's just so hairy. How do I bring it up to her? <laughs> but, like it must have been like a three month thing. And I'm just sitting there with my hairy ass butthole feeling all cute and shit. And he's just like, how do I not lose her, <laughs> but just trick her? And he said that to me. And then, like, two months later, I was like, wait a second. Was he coming at me for my butthole? <laughs> Dude, there's something so funny about him practicing that speech in the mirror. Like, for months. Like, so, um, it's not, like, it's not, like, a big deal. Like, let me just, can you sit down for a second? I mean, yeah, you can because you have a lot of cushion down there. Because you, like, okay, so how do I say it? Um, your asshole is, like, like, it's not... It's not disgusting. Like, I don't, I love it. I love it about you. It makes you, you. Do you know what's the worst part of this? Is that men are dumb. And the way he approached it going, I like it when you shave your butthole means he had to talk to someone else that gave him the advice to present it that way. So he had to sit down straight face with someone and go, my girl has a very hairy asshole and I don't know what to say to her. But also, I mean, in quarantine, I found hairs in my body that are like longer than my pinky in places I didn't even know grew hair. I'm guilty of the back of the leg hair, the back of the leg, the thigh area. 
that is where I'm very guilty of not when I, I shave like a 12 year old, I shave up until my knee and then we're Gucci. The rest is like, is pretty normal, like blonde baby hair. And then I've, I've lasered my vagin. But the back of my thighs somehow. Why don't you laser your butthole too then? I do. But it's, I've only done seven sessions and I heard for Italians, it takes about 287. (laughs) But also I have like a very. A lot of spaghetti down there. A lot of spaghetti. spaghetti. I have a nice, beautiful butt, but I realized the place that I never get the hair is right below my butt cheek. So it's like the hair, the back of like the Brazilian. (laughs) So there's so much hair there. That is like long and curly, but like soft and, and luscious and almost precious, I would say. <laughs> so that's what's going on with me. Your first you're like, damn, she got a nice what the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah, your ass would expensive. your ass would be so much more droopy, but it's held up by beautiful little curls. <laughs> it looks like a Hasidic baby. Yeah, there is something like I do remember when girls first started shaving their legs in like sixth grade or whatever, and then they would like they would leave the hair above their knee, so it yeah. looked like. And even when you were young as a kid, something instilled in my head where I was like, "That's bad," and I don't know where that comes from as a guy. When he, like I remember, like yesterday. <laughs> if a girl has a happy trail with like three hair like those three like sporadic hairs or one chin hair maybe because it's just like three you know what i mean like maybe if you were just hairy all over like and you were french if you had a french accent you could be disgustingly hairy and mm. you're like hot like it's for just some like reason sex hair like oh that's from all the sex i've been having i just grow more i could braid it but who the Dylan? fuck am I? Look at this. I look like a dead rat That's possum. the problem. I Someone get like it. you is judging me. I get I it. Because I have two hairs that go below. Paige DeSorbo, who's a, a big, great um, guest on this podcast, and um, Giggly Squad every night live at 10 p.m. with me. She doesn't have hair below her eyebrows. She's gone lasered her lower back, her fucking. Also, I have hairy feet. The knuckles on my feet have hair on them. I think people are... <laughs> oh, you have hobbit toes, boy. But this is the thing. I've been watching 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Highly recommend if you like high quality, terrible reality TV. This guy who has no neck and he's 4'11 fell in love with this beautiful girl from the Philippines. And he meets her in a hotel room and he sees that she doesn't shave her legs. And he mm-hmm. makes like a big deal about it. And it's like, bitch. You look like a keychain, and you're coming at this gorgeous, beautiful girl because she didn't shave her. He was like, "Can you please shave your legs? Can you fucking grow a neck first? I'm with you. I get that it. You didn't let me finish. Me. You didn't let me finish my diatribe. I was gonna end it with, "I'm disgusting. I look like a walrus, sea lion, sea lion seal, and I have this. I have red here. I have red. You look now like I'm- a hairy burrito. Thank you." Well, that's actually kind of delicious. But I've read <laughs> on my shins. I have, you know, my body, I have back hair now. Like, it used to just be a little here, but now it's, like, spark. Like, I know I'm disgusting. And for yeah. me to care about three happy fucking trail hairs <laughs> is absolutely right. I am in the right. I am not wrong. Those are disgusting. And do something about it. You know what it is, though? You don't, you shave, if you go completely clear, and then you have toe hair, yeah. It, yeah. it jumps out at you like, yeah. 
That's, that is, you nailed it. That is why I, I say I'm not good at shaving. Because if you set an expectation in the beginning, <laughs> then the man will freak out when one day, I told you I was hooking up with this fellow comedian that you know who it did not work out. It only lasted about two weeks. And I did not expect to be going back to my apartment. I was not preparado. We're about to hook up. And I realized, oh my God, I haven't shaved my legs in like two weeks. And in that moment, I said, Hannah, you can say, hold on one second, go in a bathroom for a guy and shave your legs for him to think you're a slightly better human or just own it. And I said, for feminism everywhere, I'm going to own it. Do I think back and say, maybe that wasn't great for the relationship? Maybe, but also I was myself and maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Well, how long did it work out after that? It took, it was about three weeks. So he probably (laughs) had to process it. And then well, did you fuck later. him with? Did you fuck him with no leg hair after? Because maybe you start yeah, from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, start from the bottom. That's the same thing. That's what I do with blowjobs too. You don't go in a hundo. You show some things that you're like, if I did that for a minute straight, your cum would be in my mouth. But you do a little, and then you're like, oh, I just got tired. Oh. You probably oh. what you do is you like you blow them, and then halfway through, you just show them the hair on your toes. And you're yeah. like, <laughs> hold that comeback. <laughs> no, I get it. Guys are disgusting. I wrote a bit about that, like when I first started stand up, about how a guy that's 5'3, 260, scarred acne, <laughs> balding with a small dick will be like, uh, her ass isn't juicy enough. And it's like, motherfucker, like you ain't shit. I get well, that. That's, that's my whole thing about um, do I like him or is he just tall? I've started this huge community of being able to objectify men and men get very upset about it, but I'm doing it for them to recognize that like you guys judge us on is, does she have no hair on her body? Is her waist tiny, but her ass is huge and her tits are big, but she has no fat on the back of her legs and like all this crazy shit. So I'm like, if you're going to like that, women should be equal and say, and I want a guy who's tall. And then they're like, oh my God, you're such a bitch. You're such a bitch. And I'm like, you're short. That's why you think I'm a bitch. Because I'm telling you those 6'6 six, six guys do not think I'm a bitch. They think I'm hairy, okay. but they don't think I'm a bitch. <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay, so if you want to be equal, right? Speaking of a hairy bitch. Yeah, it's pretty cute. If you want to be equal then you're going to have to be able to take it when they fucking talk shit about your toe hair and then be like, you can't objectify women. Then everything's equal. We could all be object. I'm in that. I love that world. Let's objectify. Let's Let's judge everyone. Let's judge. Cause we are all judging everyone. You might as well say it out loud. And I think if a guy really likes me, the guys who end up liking me are not looking for a blow up doll. They're looking for someone who's human and they like that. And also, when I fucking shave and I put some sexy ass lingerie on and I put on some mascara, your girl is a fucking 25 if we're doing those rating things that men like to do. And they, and they blow their brains out. And then next day I fart in their face and I go, you behave and she'll come back one day. That okay. girl from last night. Here's the difference though. Hear me out. Height you can't control. I can't no. get taller unless I stand on another little man or a, a bed or my wallet, my brother's wallet. Some, not some my guys wallet. put shit in their shoes to be like an inch or two taller. Okay. 
I'm saying no. That's temporary. I guess it's temporarily I could be taller, per se. But then when we get in bed and, like, just the bottom of my shoes are, like, hanging off the bed, and then it's like, take your shoes off, and then my feet only come to the halfway point of the bed, and I'm just crawling up you like a little monkey, you're going to be like, I will never fuck you again. You're pathetic. But my point is I can't control my height, and I think that's why guys get more upset. It's like, yeah. If I say you have a hap- you have, you know, your legs are too hairy, you could go <laughs> but I know it's so annoying for a woman. You gotta shave every fucking No, no, no. Day. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about guys being like, Oh, I want a girl with a twenty four inch waist and huge titties and a huge ass. They okay. even said like studies show that like there's a certain butt to waist ratio that makes a guy attracted to you. Like a certain hourglass, which you can lose weight, but at some point, like my waist is, I have a rib cage. There's girls going out there taking ribs out to hit that ratio. I personally, I'm not there yet. I am, I'm not, I don't hate myself that much yet. I hate myself, but that's an, a different extent of, of function. Yeah. But I do want to say what also is different with the hair thing is, I don't know why, but like, women love that shit like i don't want a guy to shave his chest like i love a hairy chest i don't like when you put your hair your head on his chest and it's all prickly and it feels like you're getting attacked by a bunch of fire ants when all i want to do is watch some netflix and cuddle up with my baby yeah yeah so you want to feel like like you're on an ampile with no ants but my (laughs) exactly but my thing is i want all the girls we have to have a little meeting and we have to be like look all you guys going 150% to look hot all the time and then editing your shit are ruining it for us because then mm-hmm. we're lazy. So we need to all come together and say, do we, where do we stop with the shaving thing? Do we have to shave our feet? Do we have to, sh- do we have to shave the back of our butts? Well, yeah, and the problem is, is not only are they making it harder for other women, they're making it harder for themselves because if you yeah. filter yourself – to a point where you're unrecognizable, you're catfishing yourself with yourself. I talked, this is also, while you guys are in quarantine, you're trying to look sexy. I talked to this, this guy uh, the other day who said, it's unreal the amount of Instagram models that he's met who he's just been like, I don't know who you are. And it's not that they're not pretty. It's just that what they've been showing to the world, like he's like, if they just were themselves, I would have been like, yeah. damn, that girl's amazing. And quarantine, I just tweeted about how it's like, it's made me realize how much bullshit we put ourselves through to look hot. When realistically, I'm starting to look in the mirror with no makeup and be like getting used to it. I'm starting to be like, she's pretty. And I mean, it's all a trend. Like everything's a trend. Big lips right now are a trend. Um, Thin eyebrows were a trend. Big bushes were a trend. That's all trends. Now I'm just on a rant. But one last thing, (laughs) I miss when beauty was unique like remember how julia roberts like her smile like no one's ever seen a smile like that or like jennifer aniston and her i don't know whatever and then fucking audrey hepburn her eyebrows everyone looks the fucking same now i do think no but i think if well you still have to be at the end of the day you have to be very sexy but unique like there's still like you still need yeah. There's still beauty like, standards like you have like to I remember Kate Moss had a space in her teeth and everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> her teeth are not perfectly straight. But it's like you also had you were like ninety pounds with insane cheekbones with amazing hair, amazing eyes. 
but a little space. And she's like, she's so unique. Like the hotter you are, you're a little unique. Like you're, you like, you know, I'm so unique. I have like one <laughs> hair right here or I'm so unique. My belly button's a little weird. Or I have right. cellulite. Like Marilyn I had, like, Monroe had a little mole. Yeah. Cindy Crawford was like, had that. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, she's so imperfect. Who is your crush growing That's up? That's hilarious. It's like, if that mole was on an ugly woman, no one would go, oh my God, that mole makes her so unique. It's all bullshit. <laughs> it's all such bullshit. Dude. That's also like creepy dudes where like when the guy's really hot and he does something creepy, everyone's like, like that's what, not to bring up politics, I don't want to get into it, but like Joe Biden was fucking hot. Like if Joe Biden went up to me and slapped my ass, I'd turn around, I'd be like, take me Biden, take me. But then one day he woke up with saggy balls and didn't process that girls don't want to fuck you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird moment in time when you're the old weird creepy guy because <laughs> my buddy used to have a bit about it. He's like, there's a thin line between being creepy and like being smooth. And yeah. the difference is, is a good looking guy is smooth <laughs> and an ugly guy's creepy. Yeah. They say when you're walking down the street and a, a random person smiles at you if they're hot you're like oh my god my day has been made if they're ugly you're like have to text all your friends and be like the creepiest thing just happened to me this ugly dude smiled at me and i need to take a shower yeah the difference between a cat call and a flirt <laughs> is, is either a very fancy car or a fucking six five with abs like it's one or the other and if you have both you should kill yourself because i hate <laughs> I recently was talking to a guy who said guys with abs, all of them, unless you're a professional athlete, suck. I'm trying to help you right now. Okay, I'm with you. I, I mean, mean, yeah, no, I think, I mean, yeah, because you suck because there's, there's two different kinds of guys. There's one guy that has abs because he's OCD and he works out more than anyone and he only cares about his own body. Um and then there's the guy that has great abs who never has to do anything that could eat McDonald's all the time. True. That guy could go fuck himself. Yeah, now, that's my brother. I do feel like that happens a lot, though, where we do, we, we generalize because we hate, you know, we hate them all. But, like, there <laughs> are, like, there are, like, if you go to, like, California and there's, like, these all these ripped people that eat right and they do I'll drink. Yeah, they're happy. A lot of them are just happy and we're miserable. Happy. No, I don't think they're happy. They don't, we just know we're unhappy. They don't know yet. It hasn't hit them because the sun, the sun fucks you up. This, it's a, it's a whole theory that I have, but I do want to say with guys and girls, once I decide that I like a guy and I get hit by fucking Cupid's arrow, I don't even notice shit about him physically. Like, there's the initial attraction, whatever, but once I decide I like someone, like, this is wild, but, like, I've had crushes on, like, ugly-ass dudes. Like, Why do you say one. it like that? But see, that's the thing. You say it like, don't tell anyone, <laughs> but this guy had a lazy eye. I know, you'll take me out back and shoot me because, yeah, he was only 5'11 and a half. He was six two on a but hill. The ugly ones are fucking secure because they've accepted their themselves. They probably better. And they'll treat you like a fucking goddamn queen. Okay, you don't have to yell at me. Two, the hot guys are the most insecure because everything they've been given is from something that they just were told by society they've done. Like you're hot. I once had this guy six three, very handsome, and he was like, "Oh, I'm just insecure about my torso." 
And I was like, do you realize that the way you look at girls, how you'll be like, oh, did you gain five pounds? Or, oh, like, I don't like this. We don't look at men like that. We go, I'm not saying we care about money or that kind of shit. It's more like their energy and their aura because women are emotionally, we need emotion to like want to fuck. Where guys are just like, oh, the waist to hip ratio. I want to put something in that. Yeah, I agree. But I do think women sport fish dick all the time. And, and, I, and I love it. I mean, I think like the whole <laughs> movement of women becoming like more open sexually and it's, and it's less um, slut shaming is great. But, I'm very open sexually, but I don't like, I don't like random sex. It really does do, does nothing for me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've been enjoying it lately. You know why? Because I'm, I'm sober. Cause I don't drink. And like, I really like remember it and I'm like engaged and I'm like, uh, I'm very like aware of what she wants and shit. And it feels like a real connection. And then the next morning I can remember this amazing interaction I had with a woman. But then when, it's, when it turns out to not be a real connection, do you hit a low? Are you like, damn. Are no, you my lows like, aren't that bad because I'm not hung over with a bunch of, you know, anxiety. I'm just, you know, I've had encounters where like, the girl will come and like just show up and not be as like attractive as she looked or whatever. And I, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't get upset about it. You know what I mean? It's not like, uh, like it is weird. Like when you do love someone, like you'll start loving them for those imperfections, hopefully, because here's the thing. hundred percent. If you get married to someone, they're going to fall apart. (laughs) They're going to let themselves go. Yeah. You're going to do it together. Let it go. Let, let it, go. it go. Let it go. I was just singing that with my nephews. Here, I'm just going to charge my phone because I don't want it to die because I'm on my iPhone. But I can still hear you. So keep talking. Okay. This one time, um, Andrew and I almost had decided to have sex in quarantine and it got pretty heated. Um, should we tell them about that? Yes. Okay, you do, when you yell like that, it gives me anxiety. It All reminds right. me. It reminds me of when I was playing tennis and I had these angry coaches yelling at me. And now I don't feel like this is a safe space. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. You look, um, okay, what do you look like? <laughs> you get him look, a jack. <laughs> you do. You look like that guy in a local like Florida surfing shop no florida fishing shop who's like hey yeah that one guy t- starts telling random stories about like people he met one day and you're like i don't give a fuck and i don't know how i got into this interaction i want to leave it <laughs> he just comes up and talks to you about like what the fish are biting on and they're like what are exactly. you talking it's like what's He's like sm- last I summer don't- Last summer, you should have seen these flounders. They were this big. Yell- this one flounder came up to me, and he, he, started, he started making this little flap. He started flapping around. I said, excuse me, sir. All I want to know is what state am I in, and how do I get the fuck out? He's like, it's like, and yeah, and sir, you're bleeding. <laughs> you're bleeding bad. And you're like, ha must have been one of the, one of the snakes. Snakes? Yeah, come on back to my truck. I'll show you. You oh, love Richie telling the people they're bleeding. Yeah, that I um, to me when I try to shave. It's like a murder yeah. scene. Yeah, it's hard. It's not easy to get your toes. 
I recently, like, wanted to be sexy over FaceTime and remembered that, like, I had a full bush on my legs and I, like, couldn't do it. So (laughs) There is something about, like, when you haven't showered, when you're wearing the same thing every day, you don't think that you could ever fuck or even be fuckable. At least I, I, you know, I showered today first time. Like, my life right now... I, I mean, we haven't talked about, we could talk about the quarantine and you coming over here, but I'm in the Hamptons now. I'm at my brother, uh, and my older brother's who's way more successful than me. He has a house in the Hamptons on two acres. It's right by Gwyneth Paltrow's house. I could smell her candle, her pussy candle and her pussy. I don't know. It's like a battle. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's what. And mm-hmm. I am like living, I got out of jail. My brother picked me up from my piece of shit apartment. Like I literally... I was, I, I was like, I'll drive. I want to drive. I was feeling the steering wheel in my hands. I felt like, you know, like I, I literally got out of fucking. Can you like, drive? Yeah, I could drive. I'm from Florida, dude. We drive Do more in New a, York. you have a license? Yes. Are, are you, did you have any DUIs? No, I should. <laughs> I should. One time I went over like a bridge the wrong way. And then I was like on the middle of the bridge. And I was like, should I go back or forward? <laughs> And I went back. I reversed all the way back. It was insanity. So anyways. <laughs> so I'm I had my family in the car. I had seven kids. And yeah, three yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had actually, and then the fish were biting that day. Oh. <laughs> the so flounder. Drive out. The whole time Andrew's, Andrew has a brother with a house in the Hamptons. And he's asking me if he should go to the Hamptons. And if you're not from New York City, New York City is a disgusting dumpster fire of <laughs> shit right now. And the Hamptons is where the rich and famous vacation. Here's the thing. It's not my house. I can't, I came out here. Now I can stay for another 10 days, but I came out here with them. I can't just go, Hey, also I would have had to have taken the train out here, which would have been mm. fine. I would have then quarantined again. I also think I already had Corona, but my point is, is now I'm out here. <laughs> And anyone that complains about quarantine and you have a yard or you have the ability to get in a car, you should go fuck yourself. Because yeah. if you're in New York and you're living in a sh- – look, that's on me. That's on me. I decided to live in New York City. But so but I, I get out bad. of there. I feel bad I get for out, you. Yeah. So anyways, Every I get day, out of there. All the time. Every day I feel bad. Yeah. I still feel bad. Even in, I feel bad for you. Yeah, way before Corona. So anyway, my point being is I'm out here now. My life – I got out here. I started smelling the grass. I was looking at trees. Like I wanted to fuck a tree. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you, what are you looking at? You fucking, you, oh, you want to get flower petals. You were like, Oh, the sweet, <laughs> sweet smell of pollen. Oh, you orgasm in front of the kids. Why does Andrew have a boner against that bush? Oh, that's just uncle Andrew doing his thing again. Why does Andrew have nine lizards in his mouth? I don't know. I'm sorry, Leo. <laughs> you just start humping all the nature. Dude, just smelling grass is something we can't do in New York City. And you forget that we are literally just like complicated plants that need water, sun, and water. And some green And more sun. And more and sun. And it just reminded me, I haven't drank enough this podcast. I need some more to drink. Like, I honestly, I think I should show people, like, where I'm staying. So, and, like, if you're watching on YouTube, just to give you a quick idea of, like, like what I'm talking about. I think this will help. 
Oh, shit. I can't unlock the door. Andrew's okay. part of the 1% now, and he doesn't text people back. That is true. I mean, that's the pool house. That's where I'm staying right now, people. Anyhow. Beautiful. Anyhow. Oh, my God. So now Hannah has been out here on Shelter Island, which I don't know if we should give away where you're staying, but whatever. No one cares. You got to take a ferry there. No one's going to have that much energy to kill you. Um, (laughs) So, and I want to hang out with her. I came out here. I thought we were going to hang out, not to fuck, just to hang, you know? But the thing uh, is, Andrew and I, I don't know about Andrew, but I have not had sex in about four months. And I'm pretty good at not having sex for extended periods of time. But there's something about this where, like, I don't even get a physical touch. I, and, like, I'm the horniest I've ever been in my life. So Andrew Collin is like, hey, like, I'm coming through. Like, we're best friends. Like, do you want to hang? Like, this romantic setting with a pool. And I was like, am I about to fuck Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't even thinking if he wanted to fuck me because that's not important. I could figure that out. I could get around whatever dumbass obstacles he was going to have in his brain. But I was like, am I about to fuck my, my best friend, my confidant, my partner in crime? Well, do you consider me an, like one of the ugly guys that you're like, wow, I can't believe I like an ugly guy? Um, I never liked you, so I never had that in my head. Okay. I feel like you're like a little out of my age range right now. But if you were richer, I would consider it. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting because, like, I didn't want to fuck you. And then when, you, <laughs> when, when they go, uh, when I'm in your comments on Instagram Live and people are going, ew, Andrew, or don't do it, Hannah. You should, you should probably fucking cut your tits off instead of giving them a hand job. And then I'm like, who the fuck did these people? I will fuck Hannah just to fucking just write in the Insta Live. I fucking took your quarantine virginity. And I'll freaking have the hairs in my mouth to prove it. Ooh, I oh, like yeah. the idea of us being quarantine virgins. I'm like, who's gonna go? Yeah, who's we're all born again day? virgins. We're all born again. And also, I love talking to players. Like, I find like the guy, I, I like get a sense of the the animal that all the other girls want to fuck the most, and that's who I focus on. So I'm finding these guys who have never gone this long without fucking, and it's they're, like, losing their minds. Um, Luke, my, my um, summer house boy toy, is rebuilding his entire house because he has so much sexual tension. He's torn down the walls and with is learning cock. how to build yeah, with his cock. The, the hardwood is everywhere. And... <laughs> Honestly, it's so fucking boring because every time he FaceTimes me, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just putting, putting these walls up. Oh, yeah, just walling it up. And I'm like, figure your shit out and face yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why you are the way you are instead of projecting your shit onto these walls. That's why, like, we were able to build skyscrapers and invent cars <laughs> because you couldn't just fuck girls all the time because you had to court them and meet their yeah. dad and, yeah. and, and, and marry them just you to You had to fuck. call their house phone. Yeah. And their the parents cup. would pick up with a cup, <laughs> with a pigeon. They'd send a pigeon. <laughs> so now people are- So now- instead people were building skyscrapers because they couldn't fuck. 
but now everyone can fuck all the time and we all get Amazon. At first, I'm like, this is very bad for my dating. And people are like, I'm not even counting this year of my life. It doesn't count. Like, I'm staying the same age, everything. But then people are saying this is actually great for dating because millennials are forced to actually talk and get to know each other. But so many people suck. I told you, like, you go on Hinge and people are like, don't talk to me unless you like to eat good food. And it's like, I will lose my mind if I have another person basically hint that they like clean oxygen and that's a part of their personality trait like saying that they're like don't talk to me unless you want to travel the world bitch you went to Panama City once in spring break (laughs) shut the fuck up so you know me well (laughs) (laughs) hey you you know what's great in Panama City you gotta get that flounder (laughs) you got arrested on a jet ski once and you think you're a bad boy Shut okay, all the people true. with with wanderlust in their Instagram bios with like all the states and the arrows like they're all losing their damn mind right now and they should because they're stupid. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm realizing I've actually been talking to a guy and like he's the kind of guy that like I would never take seriously in a first meeting. Like he would definitely just like try to fuck me and if I didn't, he's on to the next one. But like we're actually getting to know each other. But I don't know if this is what was meant to be. Okay, well, why don't you go into it? Like, why do you think that, why would you want a guy that if, <laughs> if, we, were, if we were in a society where you wouldn't fuck him, he would stop talking to you. But because he's stuck like he <laughs> is, he's, that's more attractive to you. I mean, that's kind of weird to me. No, I think it's more circumstantial that like we are able to talk and get to know each other. But I don't know, maybe if he met me in person, I'm just, I think I'm just downplaying it a little. Maybe he would be like, oh, I want to talk to this girl more. And I think anyone you could talk on FaceTime this long. But my thing is so stupid. I'm just afraid that when I meet him, what if I don't like how he smells? I mean, I don't know. I guess you could just... I, I think know, dating fuck, apps fuck them should through just, a Zoom or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to dating, think how you can fuck dating apps whatever. should just be sense. Like you just smell different people and yeah, whatever. You're a big pheromone head. Yeah, I'm a pheromone head. It hits different. I mean, what are, what different. what smell are you looking for in a guy? It smells like home. Which is do you your home? Like I have a theory that they're going to smell similar to you or a scent that works with your scent. I think it's a scent that smells similar to you or similar to like your parents or your like house, but you ever smell something and it just smells foreign. Like it's not a bad scent, but it just smells foreign. Or like you kiss someone and they taste just like a different, maybe it's a pH level or an acidity, even like someone's dick. Sometimes like I'll get UTIs all the time with one guy but the other one, I won't. And I'm like, maybe our body is chemistry-wise aren't meant to be. Sorry yeah. to bring UTIs into that, but it's real. No, maybe. Also, you could have been lazier about peeing after having sex. It might not be his dick. It could be your, <laughs> your hygiene. Have you ever just, like, loved the way a girl's hair smells? Yeah, of course. When they freaking use Pantene Pro-V, I'm just like, what? Are you crying right now? I'm like, what? Smells so freaking good. No, yeah, dude. Women smell and how soft they are. They're like, uh, they're women never stop being babies. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like that soft skin, soft hair, smell nice, smell clean. They smell like a... If you wear too much perfume, he's not going to fall in love with your natural pheromones, ladies. If you're listening, no deodorant, no perfume. Go. I used to have a boyfriend who used to want to fuck me after I had tennis practice. Like I'd be all sweaty and he's just like, I just love the way you smell. And I felt like I could be me. And then I farted on him. Well, there is that saying where it's like, if it's, if it's if too much cologne, you leave it alone. If it smells like a fish, it's a dish. <laughs> that is a real saying. That's what my friend's dad would... It means he doesn't shower. Or if he smells yeah. like air freshener. Yeah. What, um, so like, yeah, so I wanted you to come <laughs> over here. You're, you're what should we talk than... about today? I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of hair conversation, yeah. but- I think we've had a really good podcast so far. Um, so why do you want me to come over? Because I'm going to be here alone starting Wednesday until the 28th. And it'd be so fun. We, we would shoot content. We'd go swimming in the pool. I have ping pong. Uh, I mean, you essentially would be social distancing if you stayed here for 10 days or so. You know? Do you think I just I've. I just think it's funny because I just, maybe we'll cuddle. No, that'd be weird. Here's the thing. There's enough house where we could literally stay in different houses. I just I'm not want, scared of you. I'm not scared of you either. I'm not scared. I'm just saying that like social distancing, the only time we would not have to like not social distance is when I pick you up in the car because you don't have a car for some you reason. You could put me in the trunk. What if you took an Uber? Oh, no, because then you'd be with a guy or an Uber. I driver. think I want to buy a bicycle. It's too far to ride a bike from where you're at. Maybe not, actually. If you bought, like, a sports bike, you could get here. Yeah, people bike all the time. Maybe I'll do, like, a bike thing where I come over. You just leave me alone. You don't even say hi to me. I actually don't even want to see your fucking hairy face. And I'll just play in the pool. Actually, I'm going to need you to take some photos of me, though, for proof. Because if I don't get photos, it's like it didn't happen, you know? Yeah, I could do all that. Why are you speaking your weird, kind, creepy voice? Like you're trying I to could do, I could do everything for you, baby. <laughs> Wait, how are you going to get a bike? Do your parents have a bike in the garage? No, I, I was looking online, actually, right before we started this podcast about buying a bike. What are you going to do? Can... You're going to buy a bike and then you're going to – it's going to take four days. By the time, it's, yeah, it's not – you didn't plan at all. It's just, it's kind of rude. I think it's rude that you called me right before you were going to the Hamptons and thought that I could just move my whole life around for you. I'm busy. I didn't realize your mom was such a freak about being a hypochondriac. And I don't think she's a hypochondriac. I just think she can't go a day, an hour without you. And it's just like, uh, it's like selfish on her part that you can't live a life that you have to, your mom is like big government. Now your mom's essentially the Chinese North Korean. Your mom is the president of North Korea. That's who she is to you. And you don't see it because she treats you well. She makes you breakfast in the morning. So you see it as love, but she's (laughs) fucking tricking you to control you. So then you don't hang out with guys like me. And you know what? (laughs) It's probably a pretty good idea. <laughs> also, are isn't there something beautiful about being on such a beautiful um, Hamptons home, being alone? Why are you afraid of being alone, Andrew? I mean, 
Ooh, where do I start? <laughs> no, I'm not afraid of being alone. I'm really not. You think it'd be not more fun to have me frolicking around. Also, if I beat you a ping pong, you're going to get all upset. It's a whole fucking thing. Then I have to like wipe your tears and tell you that like you have other good qualities and there'll be this whole fucking like three hour fiasco that I don't really need. Yeah, but I'd get over it. Dude, I have a pool, a heated pool. Check. Can we First put the all, If any other car? woman's listening to this and you're anywhere near Amagansett <laughs> in the Hamptons. What happened to Hannah's Paige? Huh? Weren't you texting Paige? What happened? She has Perry. Perry. <laughs> Are you going to break them up? What's your plan? No, I'm not. I'm not into Paige anymore. What happened? Um... You saw she her won't fingers? text me back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, her hands are too long for my penis. It's just too much. <laughs> It'd be like they were getting attacked by spiders. It's like where I can't get fucking jerked off by tarantulas. Do you not have any urge for like female attention? Because you're not like dating anyone right now. Like I'm not fucking anyone, but I have male attention of like guys that I'm talking to. I get attention. People are in my DMs and shit. I get like, attention. You don't have, you're not like dating on FaceTime. Why not? No, but I, I am actually courting a girl a little bit that I really, I, I met her in Boston. Um, huh? Just Full kidding. name? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Wiener. <laughs> no, her name's um, whatever. Her name is Diamonds. <laughs> Diamond, Studied Diamond. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I met Diamond, uh, <laughs> no, like three years ago. She was really? so cute. She was so funny. I was dating my ex at the time, so I didn't pursue it. Which ex? The, the only ex I've ever had, the one that broke up with me because of you. Or I broke I up thought, with you. How long were you with her? Seven months, probably. But you said three years ago. Did I? Get yeah. But, okay. Straight. Okay. Whatever. I mean, what are you, a detective? Whatever. Seven years, three years, one year. If you're going to have a girlfriend, you have to get your timeline right or she's going to think that you're distrustful. This is a test okay. for you. Okay, fine. So Say it again with the right time. So yesterday I met this girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I met this girl like a year, a year, a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Okay, that's more A year accurate. and a half ago. Anyways, she was awesome. She's a nurse. And, uh, well, oh there's God. actually a couple of Hypochondriacs nurse. love nurses. My brother's yeah. a hypochondriac, is engaged to a nurse, happiest he's ever been in his life. It's a great idea. I support this fully. I don't need to know anything else about her. Well, there's three nurses that I actually do like. So I've been, t- I'm talking to three nurses right now. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And they're all going to probably hate me after this. But two of them I did have sex like with. like WebMD. You're just like, woke up with sweaty palms and an itchy asshole. What do you have to say? What do I do? And she's like, baby, I got this. Let's oh, see. just compare notes? Yeah. Be like, well, uh, nurse number one <laughs> said that I need to put on uh, cortisone cream. Nurse number two said I need surgery. And nurse number three, she's not returning my text because she's dating someone now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyways, this girl's cool, man. She just has a great vibe. And then I broke up with uh, my, my ex-girlfriend because of you and your nipples. And, um, and then I ended up... Uh, 
reaching out to that girl like about a month later and she was dating someone. But now she's single again. How do you know she's single again? Because I asked her. Did you guys talk while you're with your ex? No, not at all. Did you have sex with her while you're with your ex? Just in the butt. <laughs> so, all right, so, what's your next move? I think, guys out there, do something cute and be like, hey, let's go on a FaceTime um, brunch date. Get your cereal. I'll get my cereal. We'll sit down, put a little flour up, put a little mimosa, sit down, and act like you took her out on a date. Yeah. I guess. I mean, but the thing is, it's like, uh, I mean, look, soldiers wrote letters from war with like their own blood and it like, and then they waited for a letter and they could have died any day, but they kept that going. And here I am not being able to keep it going because she lives in Boston and there's COVID. I mean, and I could write a text or Zoom right away. I get it. The guy I'm talking to doesn't live in New York either, but I feel like these are unprecedented times. No one is like, I think that there's no rules right now. And if you have feelings for her, also Boston was Boston, like five hours away. Like uh, from seven. the city? No, like, like four hours. Yeah, you're fine. It's just, you know, what's hard. It's like, if I didn't live in New York city, yeah. I think what we constantly go Boston, DC, yeah. because yeah. There's a fucking plethora of women in the city, but now there's none because they all left the city <laughs> or they died. <laughs> so now I'm looking outside my county. But also, I feel like if we didn't live in New York, it would be easy to be like, oh, yeah, like she lives in Kentucky. I live in Ohio. We made it work. But there's something about like, this is the epicenter. If you don't want to be a part of my epicenter, the greatest city in the fucking world, you can go fuck yourself. I mean, and maybe with our lifestyle as entertainers, virtual entertainers, we can um, travel a little. I think you need to get your test. You need to get your um, test to see if you have the antibodies because then you can just travel around and my mom will let me hang out with you. Yeah. But here's my, the thing. My brother I, get, I, I, I get what you're saying about the, the epicenter thing. Like, I think we constantly, like when you live in New York City, you're like, why would I go to Boston when there's yeah. a million other girls right here in New yeah. York City? I'm in the best fucking city. And then it's like, you're shutting yourself down from like you so are. many other opportunities. But also, I didn't have the time before this. I wasn't a virtual comedian. I was a real comedian traveling every weekend from Thursday to I was Sunday. a real comedian. I was fucking real, I swear. I was fucking real ass comedian bro i was not fake ass shit sorry are you yelling at me or your ex-boyfriend because <laughs> it feels like you're yelling at your two ex-boyfriends ago and not me because i was just bringing something up and that came that came pretty deep from the hair on your toes they were i mean they were erect during it they were erect Yes. But I always was one of those people, <laughs> after traveling for tennis a lot, as a former tennis player, if you guys didn't know. I was a tennis player. I was a real tennis player. Sorry, I didn't actually. I, I feel like you player. were talking to your coach who didn't let you be a part of the tennis team freshman year of high school, but that's your own issues. Who couldn't come I, ever. Who <laughs> couldn't come. I, I realize when people are like, 
we only have one soulmate. I was like, there are so many beautiful men in so many beautiful places. So I don't believe in soulmates, but I do, however, believe that some guys in New York City, I've been in New York and none of them want to fucking put themselves out there and I haven't connected with them. So why would I not acknowledge like a dude in DC that I have feelings for? At least I get he's on it. my coast. He's on, they're on our coast. Here's the thing. The problem is, is like, it's like, oh, I could date someone from Ohio, let's say, because they'd be like more down to like settle down and treat me better and not look in their phone. <laughs> have like 90 other thousand dicks ready to take them out on a more fancy dinner or like they have a better job or they're six, three, blah, blah, blah. But the problem is, is are they wanting me because of this like and I'm not saying I'm a big deal, but like because I open for Nikki, because I'm a comedian, because they assume that I have. Some <laughs> because I'm the greatest clock. opener to ever fucking play the game. I'm the number one opener in this fucking comedy. When I was a real opener, people didn't know how to fucking talk to me. They wouldn't even look me in the eyes. They were like, "That's the greatest opener that's ever opened in the history of openers." So yeah. So with that, like, do you think? With that being said, said, um, it's just is that real? Is that real? No, because then just because they're Ohio, honestly being in Ohio probably means they care less about like the fame and the fortune because they just oh. want to meet a nice person. I don't know though. Maybe, and they know me a lot. Like if you listen to this podcast or you listen to your podcast, Burning in Hell, shout out. Um, you will know me better than any person. It better if you listen to every episode, you know me better than my own mother, than my own father, than my own parole That's officer. That's not true. That's not true. They know you in a type I mean, of I don't, way. I said it. I don't know. If- they know you in a type of way, but you want someone that gets to know you on the deeper level that you don't even understand, and they're going to bring it out to you and make you grow up into the man you yeah. want to be. I just think it's true right now because dating's so virtual. I am open to talking to a dude who's living in Florida right now or like living wherever, because I just want to feel a connection. And um, it's like, I can't even date a guy in New York City right now, even if I liked a guy in New York City. And I do think that logistics and that bullshit, I feel like love overcomes. Love trumps all, not to use that word. But. Well, look, I think if, uh, if nothing is tying you down to a schedule and you can make enough money off the internet through your podcast and through <laughs> other like options, like, yeah, you can literally move anywhere the fuck you want and you can open up your horizons to so many more women and men. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a beautiful thing. But, you know, and, and thinking outside the box, which you weren't thinking about before this. Mm-hmm. You're ch- it's true. You thought- I was very narrow-minded Yeah. in, like, New York City. But I also think that, yeah, I think there is a soulmate for me in New York City, but I also think there's soulmates for me in other places. And it's just about finding what you want in that time of your life and who is right for you. But yeah, there's a lot of people I mean, who are right for you. But yeah, it's like, what then why be annoyed with like doing some long distance bullshit? But right now it's like, I'm trying to survive day to day. And if this guy FaceTiming me makes me like 2% more excited to live my day and I can put all my happiness onto him and it will definitely go well. Um, <laughs> actually, I started to get like a little crush on him yesterday. Cause I'm very good at being emotionally closed off. I started to get a little crush yesterday and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. 
So but what um, was it? Why? I don't know. It's been like about a month and we just like keep learning more about each other. And I was like, I was what does like, he wear of, when he FaceTimes you? Sweatshirt or no shirt. Does he really go no shirt a lot? If he's like in bed. Is he jacked? Yeah. I mean, he played football in the NFL. I mean, he's a fucking real deal. Yeah, but also, like, I feel like because he's done that, he doesn't care about any stupid shit I've done. And I don't really care about – we both make fun of each other. And that's the, the most important part of any relationship is that you don't respect the other person to their face, just behind their back when you're talking to your friends. I mean, that's – I've never heard a more true statement in my life. <laughs> the problem is, is I always go, like, that's one like me step. And you. That's literally yeah. me and you. <laughs> I'd that's be our like, whole dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> and then to other people, I'm like, Andrew Collin is the most incredible comedian person. Then to your face, I'm like, do you even think life is worth living the way you fucking carry yourself? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't look at me for a long period of time. I feel like I'm in your... Like, what is your day of socializing consists of? Because I'm definitely in your, like, your, your dial of, you're very, you're like a cat. You're very predictable. At around certain times, I know I'm going to get a FaceTime from you. <laughs> what is your, what is happening on the other end? I mean, it depends. I mean, now, I mean, in the Hamptons, it's, like, completely different. It's, like, I don't, I'm, here's the thing. My sleeping habits have been horrendous. And not horrendous, just different, actually. You know what? I, got, I can't say that word. They're horrendous if you still are living that nine-to-five life. Mm -hmm. But my quarantine sleeping, I go to bed around 3.30, 4 a.m., and I wake up around noon, okay? But you know what? From noon till 3 a.m., I'm a fucking – I get shit star. done. I'm a rock star, and I feel great. The problem is when you go to sleep at 4 a.m. and then you go, oh, my God, I, gotta, I can't believe I got to wake up by 9 and then you fucking feel groggy. So anyway, you feel more groggy around noon than you would if you had, like, went to bed. People say real sleep is, like, before 1 a.m. That's when, like, the quality sleep is. That's if you have to wake up at 9. Okay. Because I'm on a similar schedule. I go to bed yeah. at 2, wake up at 11. Yeah. It's great, right? Yeah, it's great, but then it still takes me like four hours to wake up, and then I really just have wait, like wait, six wait, hours. Wait, 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 wait. How long? And okay. why? So like eleven, I wake up, but then I'm like you know in and out of sleep a little. I'm checking my phone, and it takes me about two to three hours to get out of bed. I don't pop out of bed. I need that like my transitions are very slow and peaceful, and then I eat at around one. And then I go back to bed. <laughs> no, you don't. Do I think you? I'm depressed. Yeah, I think I'm depressed. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but the show was just on, right? So there's that whole uh, high of feeling connected and then likes and, and retweets and people writing about you. It, that's not real life, but it feels as real as things can be right now where you're connected to Honestly, people. Honestly, I'm so happy the show's over because the popularity brought like a different kind of fan base where like it's not the OGs who like Summer House. It's people discovering it and seeing you and seeing that you're getting attention and then just saying mean shit to you. Um, and I'm fine with people saying mean shit to me, but then it gets weird. Like someone wrote on my podcast this morning. I checked my podcast. And there's a review going, hard to listen to, and she's even harder to look at. 
one star. I'm not sure if someone as unattractive as Hannah should be as confident and bitchy as she is. Must be a lot of work to delete comments on Instagram that don't praise you. You always look dirty and unkept. Hannah's a walking farm animal. <laughs> I mean, I told you, you should have came out to my pool. <laughs> but like that I mean, shit, like, I, and you get like a lot of it. It's not like one. I know. It, it starts it's to hit like, you when it's a lot. You know what it is? It's like, you know, when a YouTube video comes out for a co- comedian who's listening, like Conan, and you see all these terrible comments. Imagine that, but just every fucking week about your yeah. personal life, not just your jokes. So it's been hard, and I'm honestly happy that the show's over and I could, like, stop, just chill out. But there is, there's still, like, whether you hate it or not, there's still a high from it. Yeah. And then whenever there's a high, there's a come down of depression <laughs> where then you're like, well, I don't even know. Also, you know, when you're moving around – that's when you're not depressed. If you're literally yeah. just rolling over to do a podcast and rolling back over to do, um, a, you know, at least look, a lot of people aren't doing shit. Like the fact that you're doing Giggly Squad every single night. Oh no, I'm, it doesn't affect my work because work is like what brings me joy. Like when I'm sad, I'm like, oh, I want to create something. And that's why people are like, wow, Hannah, you're creating so much. It's like, yeah, because I'd be sad if I didn't. And I have this issue of we're getting deep where like from, if nine are, years, yeah. nine years old to like twenty-two, where I was forced to do f- physical shit all the time. Like practice every single day. Was never injured. Um, Six a.m. workout. So like my joy is not having to work out. It's like a weird mm-hmm. fetish of mine now, which doesn't help your depression when you're like, yay, I'm not going to do anything because I've been so abused and forced to be physical my whole life. I but, get that. I get that. Everyone, every so guy I fight with a six. That a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I'm I'm basically like a douchey guy with a six pack. It was like, ugh, just so hard. No, 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 no. I'm saying you're not that at all. I'm saying that like a lot of people when they get in shape around like 35, never like did power cleans or two a days during the summer when they were younger, and like, yeah. and and I missed so every working out every isn't holiday. like yeah. It's fun for them, and for me, it just gives me PTSD. But I do love games. Like I love playing tennis. We're like these at-home workouts. I wrote a tweet about it. Like, who is actually doing their at-home workouts hard and consistently? You fucking psychopaths! Like, I will do one, um, just kind of one workout, half a workout, and I give up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but look, I think it's like how you, like, you're already. If you say that, and like, I mean, not to if we're gonna stop, you know, being funny. Um, you're saying that before you even start the workout to in your own head. Yeah. And you're like going, you're approaching it like a comedian almost, as opposed to like, just do the workout and you'll feel better. And like, yeah. look at it. Like you got to change the way you look but at it. But it's because workout. I've had to think like that for so long where I just numb myself. And I was like, just wake up and do it. Just wake up and do it. Just wake up and do it. And finally I don't have to wake up and do it. So it's very hard for me to be like, no, this is good for you. Just do it. Just force yourself. And I'm like, I've been so overly forced to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, but you don't it's have like to. It's like if you, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. I'm not yeah. trying to like tell I'm, you what you're thinking. I like couldn't go to the gym for like two years after tennis because I would like cry when I was in the gym. Because it would just remind me of like my teammates and like when I had a purpose and when I was like chasing my dream and now I'm just a piece of shit has been. So like I have weird relationship with working out. 
but I still do it. Like I go for a jog every other day. Like I'm still doing it. I'm just fighting a lot of demons during it. I get that. I get that. I remember going from high school and, you know, playing three sports and then you go to college and it's like, I have so much time mm-hmm. and I don't, ha- I'm not belonging to a team. I don't feel it from a fraternity. That's for fucking sure. I don't feel it from like getting good grades. What you feel from that accomplishment when you win a game and when yeah. there's actually some kind of stakes, you know, that's like, why you don't get that from been, inner murals. No, that's why the best. Yeah. it's been the best. And that's why I think doing this giggly squad live with Paige has given me this excitement of like every night I'm ch- I just want to feel challenged and that makes me happy, but I'm sick of the challenge of how far can you push your body? Cause I've done it for too fucking long of like throwing up. Cause I worked out too hard. Like yeah. I feel like my throat is bleeding cause I ran so hard and I was breathing so heavy. Like I've done that shit so much, but I have to, that's why I need to go to a therapist because <laughs> well, I have to get a new relationship with it. Yeah. And I also think like, yeah, you just have to somehow change how you view the workout. And yeah. also, you don't have to destroy your... I think what happens is, is like, uh, you know, when you do two-a-days or when you fucking work out at six in the morning and you fucking play tennis and then you, you barely learn to read because you're yeah. just running all day and you can't talk because you have buck teeth and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think... No, but honestly, like, I do think, like, your idea of a workout, unless you destroy yourself and kill yeah. yourself, like isn't a workout. Good. Yeah. When you can do so a workout. So then I just feel like I'm failing. I'm like, I'm yes. not trying hard. This is stupid. This is bullshit. And then if I do try really hard, I get sad that I'm like not that incredible athlete that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But I do think that every time I finish whatever workout I did, I do feel better. I do know that. I still know that. It's more like the idea of getting myself to work out is so much harder than the actual workout itself. But I have to get in a place where I'm like, this is a safe space. This is you. This is your choice. It's also because when you're working out at like 6 a.m. doing those things when you don't want to and did it for so long, like college was so stressful. They're like, do you want to keep your, your scholarship that your parents like need you to have? Um, here's your calendar for the next 12 months of every single day what you have to do. And from someone who hates authority and doesn't like being told what to do, it was my nightmare. Can't be managed, you know? Um, Can't be managed. No, but also, like, you got to get out of bed more. You can't be in that bed that much. You just can't. Like, when I'm out here in the Hamptons, like, I mean, in New York, I was in bed way more, but at least I was trying to, like, going to the living room. I started going on the roof. You know, the first time I ever saw a sunset, I lived in this fucking, in Brooklyn for six years. Six years, I swear to God. I'm on the second floor. The roof is on the, on the fifth floor. First sunset I've ever seen was last week when I did the workout with Rooftop Girl. And it is the most beautiful <laughs> sunset. And I know this sounds cheesy as shit, but it's going... The view of New York City from a Brooklyn roof is gorgeous. And the sun is going down. And it is just like the outline of the sunset on on the buildings. And I'm like, what the fuck? You trying to describe a sunset going, the sunset, there's a sunset behind the buildings. It was like a sunset. And you looked like past the rooftop and you saw this sunset. You did not say one adjective of what a sunset is in the last five minutes. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so true. I so can't. I don't have. Any, I don't know adjectives. Doesn't dude. know what a sunset is. Also, men don't know colors either. They're like this stuff was coming out of the sky. <laughs> so you you would see this orange, uh, like circle. Also known the as sun. the sun. Yeah, the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Over oh the land, the landscape of the build, the building landscape. <laughs> Anyways, the um, what's it called when there's a bunch of build? Does the skyline? There you go. So the orange. I do of, think. Uh, my point being is that there's a lot of beauty in this in this pause that we have. Yes. I feel like I've connected with my family where I like, I miss them all the time. I'm I'm basically a 14 year old again living with them i have kittens taking care of there's five cats in my house right now who i'm the mother of it's a huge responsibility um speaking of i should feed butter once this week um i'm just kidding she's very well fed for all the PETA people who listen um and i've also realized that there's this joy of like being scrappy that like we're all in the same playing field and like let's just create from nothingness and see what we can do there's it doesn't matter how much money you have or where you can travel or um, who you know necessarily, but you have to find it within yourself right now to do what you want to do. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard because any reward is through likes or through listens. Like there, I was watching, I watched that show normal people. Did you ever watch it or no? No, but I heard I should. Yeah. It's fantastic. But these, these stars of this show have become, her like huge celebrities that they weren't celebrities before now everyone knows them but they're in their house just going like thank you so much jimmy fallon or thank you so you know what i mean like they're just in their room where all this is happening around them all this stardom but they're just like yeah i don't really feel it at all you know because it's like you can't have their lives haven't changed yeah i mean yeah so I don't know where that where really the point of that was, but like <laughs> the sunset. No, but I do. A lot of it is perspective, and you being yeah. like, just yeah, it would be cool like to be able to walk out of New York City and have paparazzi and everyone know who you are because you're on this big hit show and going on Ellen DeGeneres, finding out she's a bitch, but still doing her show, whatever. <laughs> but there's something about we're paused here. Everyone has time to kind of do what they want and what you want might be fighting your demons that you haven't even had time to fight over the last time, or, you know, just starting something that might not get a lot of likes or follows, but it's something you wanted to learn. And I just think there is a community feeling that I do enjoy. And, um, I don't know. I think we're, we're going to be okay. It's moral of the story. No, I, I like that. I literally renovated my room. Like I painted my walls. I bought a dress. I put a dresser together. It took me six hours. I would never, <laughs> before this quarantine, never fucking put together a dresser. On my, I would think that that was like climbing, for my ADD brain, that's like climbing the biggest mountain with a sunset behind it you've mm-hmm. ever seen. Yeah. And I fucking, and I, and I'm literally, I have this ukulele. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I finally, like, I've always learned, like, chords. Yeah. I downloaded songs, and I, and I learned chords. I can play songs now because I'm, like, 
You're like, I have an EP coming out tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is I'm Jason Mrazin. (laughs) Because you do run, 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 you better felt it. I tried to be hard, but you're so hard because you felt it. I sucked on your hairy crack and your toes start to sag. Your butt is hairy as your legs are too. You're kind of hairy like a Brooklyn Jew. You smell like dog shit. Cause you haven't showered at all. Cause it do run, run, run. Your hair is nasty. You smell like shit. And Luke had sex with another person on top of your head. So what's going on with Luke? Let's. I guess end it there. How much time have we done? And then we'll sing. I uh, love. We're at like 120 right now. I love it. I can talk um, to you forever. I know. I'm. So we do talk scoop. every day. Um, the scoop with Luke and I. We had a rough couple weeks when the show was airing because he was like get, he'd get attacked on twitter for stuff he'd see stuff on the show that he didn't know that i said and um he kind of at one point got pissed at me and i was like dude fuck you i've been there for you since day one like i don't like when i trust someone and they trust me and then i feel like they so easily can like not trust me and be like you you could you have done that to me like I feel like I'm like dude you know me I'm not that person I don't know who's in your ear or what you've been reading but he got because we weren't together he got kind of in his head that I was like the bad guy at some point and he and he felt like I was talking shit about him on Giggly Squad because I was making fun of his guitar playing and I was like it's me it's Hannah like just because people are in your DM saying I'm making fun of your guitar playing which is true does not mean that I'm like (laughs) turning into this monster person trying to make you look bad we got in a big fight over text where I just said, fuck you, don't talk to me. Which of course is healthy every now and then. And then we did the reunion and I didn't call him before to make sure we were cool. And we had like a lot of tension on the reunion. Then a couple days later he called me after and he was like, I'm sorry, I got heated, whatever. And um, we just, I think Luke and I have a, a very special connection. And we're, if we find a way to film next summer, we do some kind of quarantine house. I don't know what's gonna come of it. I'm still attracted to him, but I still don't think he's um, so, the right guy for me. But it's so hard because I'm so physically into him. And emotionally, we have this, like, trust and care for each other. But he's not what I ever imagined as, like, the guy for me. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. When you go, it's me, it's Hannah. Yeah, I was doing, yeah, sure. I was saying shit about your guitar playing and how you sing and it makes me creeped out. And the only reason I stop your mouth from singing is with my own pussy. Like, I'm just saying, Andrew, if you heard me talk shit about you in a podcast and I said something like, oh, I I think, or no, I said, I think Andrew's insecure. I think that he tries, you know, to to cover his insecurity, whatever. Something that's like kind of true, but it hurts you. Yeah, what's this? <laughs> so let's say you, something pissed you off that I did, and you text me like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Like, like you don't even take the time to be like, "Where were you coming from?" Because I want to mm. give you a chance because I like you and we've had a history together. That's where I felt got mad at him because he just came at. He's one of those people he likes to come hot through text messages sometimes, and I don't play that game. Call me like an adult, talk it through, have some respect for me. So we got into like this stupid text fight. And then he called me. We worked it out, which we probably should have done before the reunion. And now, like, he'll call me. He calls me every day. He, sh- he introduces me. I know his mom, his sisters, his nephews, his dog. But I've been talking to other people now, and it's been nice. I mean, 
But I haven't it's told so that. it is so interesting when when you know they say oh the when you're apart the heart you know grows fonder or whatever, but when you're apart the brain <laughs> builds a narrative that isn't true. Yes. Yes. You'll, you'll write a literally a three fucking like sequel of books in your head of why this person shouldn't be trusted and why you shouldn't have them in your life. When if you just went out to lunch with them the next day, all of that would be gone. I heard before the reunion, he'd talked to like other cast members who like obviously I'd had some issues with. I'm like, no shit, they were telling you that stuff about me. And I got, I just felt so like kind of wronged. And then when I was like, I needed you those two weeks, like I, I, you were the one I wanted to talk to. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. We literally made up in like five minutes, but you're so right. When you're not with someone, you also can create a whole narrative in your head that something is something that it's not. And that's why like, I'm being very careful with the guys I'm talking to over FaceTime where it's like, don't get emotion unless they're like throwing it in your face in a non-fuck boyish way. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something to these times where it's like, okay, well, I could play this whole narrative in my head, but I can't play a narrative where he's fucking a ton of random women right now in my head. That's kind of nice. I shouldn't be jealous from that standpoint. Because, yeah, I, or, mean, I mean, maybe it's happening, but I don't we know. We all are a little crazy right now. I think people on Twitter, I think drama going on, we're all trying to get some kind of drama and feeling relevant or getting entertained. So everything is getting heightened. Um, and we all have to be kind of aware of that. Yeah, don't, you know, it's very easy in times like this when your thoughts, you can really just uh, spiral, spiral and, you know, just realize that it's not, it's not real or like, just try to like, you know, I've done that with you before. I will like get kind of mad at something and I will just call you, just say the thing out loud, see how your friends response to it. And realize how psychotic you're being. And I don't mean crazy, but I mean, like, I'll get all worked up about someone saying something about me. And you'll be like, who cares? And I'll be like, you're right. I don't care. Talk to other people who aren't in that, like, deep, deep yeah, yeah, yeah. That Don't call in. your friend that's also <laughs> spiraling and go, well, this is what actually it sometimes can work if they're really whack job. And then you'll go, yeah. well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not well, spiraling you- like that. You've been important, and my mom says she likes when I talk to you because when I'm in the summer house drama, when I'm talking to Paige, we get ourselves so heated. We're like, the whole world's against us, and fuck that person. That's fucked up, and we get so upset. And then I call Andrew, and Andrew's like, can you stop? That's No one cares. People are dying. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. And then I'm fine. So You're fine, right, you're right. But Kyle, I don't fucking get it, dude. He fucking <laughs> looks at me weird. And I know he's looking at my toe hair. And I'm tired of it because I'm fucking like trying, dude. But I have a lot of hairs. <laughs> you know? But Kyle won't let it go. And then Carl, he sees the hair on top of my head because he's taller. Yeah, so realize, realize that we're all a little kooky right now. And be aware of it. It's like I have anxiety. But what makes me sane is that I'm aware of it. I'm like, oh, that's your anxiety speaking. So be like, that's my quarantine brain speaking. I'm not in love with this guy. I'm not that mad at that friend. And I don't need to overthink something that no one cares about for 10 hours. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, every morning I wake up with absolute dread. And literally five minutes later, I feel fantastic. But every morning I would... 
I don't know. I just dread, just like everything's falling apart. Last night I had sex with Raina twice in my dream and I did a horrible job. And then my mom was like drunk in the dream. I don't know. It was a weird. Did she talk about on the podcast? Did she put you on blast? Oh, no, 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 she didn't. No, that's probably tonight. You know, when the dream continues, she goes, Andrew on his weak ass dick game. (laughs) Give that a C minus. Don't sign to his DMs anymore. It's not worth (laughs) it. I'm actually, can never have sex again and enjoy it because of him. So. Well, it's because we got in a little bit of an argument because I didn't post her on this Instagram post. And it was, I don't know. I, I, I posted any woman that booked me on a big podcast that booked me, not that was also had someone else on the podcast, just that booked me, like that found me first or whatever, gave me the opportunity. And she wasn't on that post. You. Yeah, I don't know why I'm talking <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I guess I'll dream of fucking you tonight <laughs> because you'll never show up. And I got a song about it and we're oh going to sing it together on the way to go out. Okay, ready? Ready? One, two, one, two, three. For all the times that you rain on my parade, and all the clubs you get in using my name. You think you broke my heart, oh girl, for goodness sake. Goodness sake. You think I'm crying on my own, but I ain't, night, night. And I didn't want to write a song Cause I didn't want anyone thinking I don't care, I don't But you still hit my phone up And maybe I'll be moving on And I think you should be something I don't want to hold back Maybe you should know that my mama don't like you But she likes everyone So you're a bitch and I never like to admit when I was wrong. Because I'm never wrong. And I and get I so caught up in my job. My job. Didn't, didn't see what's going on. on. Now I know. I'm better sleeping on my own. Because we're quarantined and we're forced to. Because if you like, like the you way. Like. You look that much, oh baby, baby, you should go and love yourself. Stop putting needles in your face. And if you think that I'm still holding on, is something you should go and love yourself. But when I told you, <laughs> I should have kept going. It was too funny. <laughs> Bro, how good did that feel? I'm not that bad, right? That was one day of practice. Should we like start a like hipster? A band? <laughs> like, a, you, like I'll be Michael Sarah and you'll be the girl that gets pregnant in high school and has an abortion. Or no, she yeah. had the baby. She had the baby. We sh- and we're just YouTube. We just do over Zoom. And we just, we figure it out as we go. We're an improv music group. We do improv. This is a lot of fun. This <laughs> so much fun. fun. Considering how much we talk, and yeah. it, felt, it didn't feel forced at all. 
is pretty uh, a good testament to that we're like really good friends and I really value your friendship and thank you so much for being there for me when um when you don't have to be and it means a lot thank you I mean I did feel like it was partially forced on my end to make it work but whatever Mm -hmm. makes this puddles I can support you and Mm -hmm. pretend that I like you to help you get more followers and listeners I will do that for you God damn! I don't think anyone's ever said anything nicer. I know. Means a lot. I love you. What's your? I I love you too. What's your Instagram? Being Burns, B E I N G B E R N Z. Also check out Giggly Squad. It's Instagram live show, 10 p.m. every night with Paige Sorbo, my bitch, my side bitch, my main bitch, my main squeeze. And then um, listen to Burning in Hell. We have a lot of great episodes coming out. Um, Andrew, I'll have you back soon. I promise. Thank you, baby. (laughs) Kisses on a guitar. Bye, honey. (laughs) How do you how do you record a zoom? Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles, everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. No, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep, you don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet, wet, I'm so wet. I'm so wet, I'm so, so, so wet. Now come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. This episode of Puddles was recorded at Remember to be Happy Studios. Production by Becky Rodriguez and Tanner Williams. That's Human Places, The Ease of Three, and Lil Kinky 69.